Come back to that, listen. You have to support the up-and-coming artists. All the people that made it, they're great. We know you have a relationship with Nori and them since you've been a lawyer and all that. I know, I know what you do, right? I know what you do. And, and I listen to the show, right? But the up-and-coming artists need that type of support. Like, how are we going to get the next Jay-Z if people don't put on the next Jay-Z? Like, mm. like I, I'm just saying, something has to change. Something has to change. Don't put on garbage. I know you don't like papoos. I get that. But watch that's your mouth out here. Saying. Watch your mouth. But like, real action. Like, real, real talk. Like, that's what we need, man. Seriously. Internet, internet, you're tuned into the Combat Jack show, the Combat Jack show.com. I'm your host, Combat Jack. Reggie Yosei, also known as Combat Jack. Today, we don't have Dallas Penn. He's attending a funeral. Right now, one of his people's passed away and went on to Greater Pastures. Yo, shout out to Dallas Penn, man. Condolences to you and your people. Premium Pete cannot be in the building today. We're doing back-to-back episodes. Uh, we did an episode yesterday with last week's show. And this week's show is kind of confusing, but we, we kind of doubled up in the whole nine. Pete is out there slanging bread right now. You know, that's what he does. He slangs bread. Your Premium Pete has been riding in the cut. I don't think Premium has missed an episode in a very long time, man. So shout out to uh, Premium Pete. Hey, what's up? Uh, DJ Ben Hamin is in the building. Hey. What's going on, man? Long time no good, see, man. Good, good. Good to see you, Combat. Yeah, I, I had to call the res- reserves today, man. Yeah, you brought in the West Coast Avengers today. Yeah, the West Coast Avengers. How you been, man? I've been great, man. How yep. you been? I'm good, man. Congratulations on the success of uh, Fan Bros, man. Thank you, sir. Thank you, you very know, much for that. You guys are climbing the charts. You guys got Juno Diaz. You Juno Diaz. Other big names, Hollywood names in the whole night. Hollywood it names. It, it feels good. It feels great. I'm yeah. really proud of the Juno Diaz episode. Good. It's a lot of jewels that dropped in it. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's dope. Um, Loving it. You know, it looks like you guys are having fun, man. You and Chico Leo and Tatiana, Tatiana King, Jones. And, and, and my man, Kim Sonian. And Kim Sonian. Shout out to Kim Sonian, yeah, our new producer. You, you guys are having fun over there, huh? Man, having a great time. <laughs> That's good, man. You, you guys kind of remind me of like, the fun we used to have over here. So you're saying y'all don't have fun anymore over it's, here? It's not the same, man. It's so <laughs> business right now. I mean, right now, I got to stop and talk to the audience. Uh-oh. And request. You guys have been a, doing a good job, the guys that have been participating, the women as well. But we need y'all, we need to blow this shit out the water. Listen, I keep beating y'all over the head. When we get our numbers, I'm going to stop beating y'all over the head. But I need you right now to go to themidroll.com slash survey slash jack. It's a fun survey, man. But at the end of the day, if enough of you guys fill out this survey, it opens up the floodgates for us to get advertising dollars so then this shit can become fun again. I hate, I don't want to be in a numbers game. I don't want to be chasing money. I never started this shit to chase money. But now that we got it, now that we're paying for studio time, we pay, we pay. Out of our pockets. To bring you this shit. The least you could do is let your fingers do the walking and the talking. Go to themidroll.com slash survey slash jack. Fuck with us. We'll continue fucking with you. What's up, AK? Yo, yo, what's up, man? Yo, your mic is coming in and out. In nah, and out, in and out. Pause. Nah, it's, it's, I'm good. My mic good? is right in front of my mouth. Okay, it was going in and out, man. No more technical difficulties. <laughs> Listen, man. I want to I give a shout out to my man, Sean Prez. Sean Prez. What's up, frat? 
Um, he uh, basically threw the uh, second annual Global Spin Awards Crazy. Uh, in Midtown Manhattan this past week, celebrating you know you know the excellence of DJs, hip hop DJs, DJs in general. Um, a track opened it up. I saw Just no. Blaze, uh, you know, present an award and the whole nine. Uh, it was it was interesting, man, because it was black tie. Are you was tuxed out, man? I was tuxed out, man. Vera Wang. Mm. Vera Wang, man. Bruno Magli shoes. You know what I'm saying? Instagram like, on fire. I was I was clean. I hadn't been that clean in a long time. I got manicured. Got my. <laughs> I, I, I got. I got. I went to the barber shop. I don't ever go to the barber shop. I got my. I got. Got my. My mustache real trim. They cut my hair, noses, and all of that shit. Clean. Wife went clean. Mm. Did her hair, feet, everything. Got clean. And we got to this spot, man. And then it, it was a nice event to see as many people dressed up. You know particularly this hip-hop generation. You know what I'm right. saying? Older cats and, you know, younger cats, too. You know, shout-out to uh, B-Dot and Rap Radar for winning the award. And, Tom you know, Sway, Ford. Sway, Sway was hosting the shit. Yeah, my, my wife bought me some Tom Ford cologne Ooh. for $200. I was Ooh. a little tight, though. Ooh. I was a little tight because she bought me the Tom Ford shit the same day that the, the PlayStation came out. <laughs> you got to so power she, through she, that. She, she was like, yo, you like this cologne? I was like, yeah, 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 thank you. You know, the lies, yeah. But I was like, in the back of my mind, I was like, this was right, right, right here. One ninety nine more X, you know, PlayStation. Classic. Fuck, man. And Classic. then all you fucky bergs are out there on Twitter showing off your new. I got I got I got I got to earn them. I need you to fill out this survey. So I could buy me a PlayStation. What's that address again? TheMidRoll.com slash survey slash Jack. But what I was going to say is, brothers, we got to do better, man. Mm. I seen Uh-oh. I seen so many brothers up in the joint. And I was tweeting about it last week. But I seen so many brothers in the joint with the oversized suits mm. and the ties mm. thinking they was looking crazy. Muggsy Bogue suits. And on top of that, they had the little shit that just kills me. And that's that little designer label on the sleeve of the jacket. Now, brothers, I know, I know, I know. I'm not, I'm not being uppity. I used to do, do I used to do the same shit too. Until, until, until. I mean, it don't matter because I think it's about class. It's about culture. A lot of us are not. Wait, so like, were they doing it because they want to bring this? I, I know, I know the label. They doing it because they don't know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers want to show they got a Pierre Cardin. <laughs> Pele Pele. You know, not pe- Pele Pele don't make suits. And not a, not a suit that you want to wear. We're not talking about. We're not talking we're about, about real suit that had the names on. Suit. The suits? We're talking about suits. Oh, a king. Man. Oh, it's he black talk- tie. Yeah, yeah no. I'm the little it. label that goes on the on the sleeve, the like Liz Claiborne, yeah. or, or you know what I'm saying, or the Ralph tag. McLaur- the tag. The shit off. you got. You got to get like. Listen, brothers. Listen, brothers. We got to do better. You know what I'm saying? I know, like, I might be coming down and sounding bougie, but at the end of the day, man, we come from excellence. Combat, you're not sounding bougie. That's just... We come from excellence. If you ever go out and have the fucking designer tag on your sleeve, rip that fucking sleeve off. Razor that shit up. And if you see another brother, another fellow Libyan in need, please, (laughs) y'all, we got to uplift this race. We can, we got... Shit is fucked the fuck up right now. Shit is so fucked the fuck up right now. I was reading this report that was saying that, you know, 10 years ago, there were more uh, pop acts of color, like by 60% than there are now. Like, it feels like motherfuckers is phasing us out. So the least we can do is is cut the tag off. Cut the tag off. (laughs) Cut the fucking tag (laughs) off, man. Am I I wrong? No, you're absolutely right. All right. What else are we talking about, man? I don't even have no script for this shit, man. I was unprepared. 
uh, today. Um, you know, this is our, our two back-to-back. Well, not back-to-back because our last episode. I'm so confused because we stacking the episodes. Yeah, time up. traveling right now. Time traveling. Last episode but was the Old Man Ebro episode. Old Man Ebro episode. What but they great... haven't even heard that yet. Well, they will by now. Yes. Yes. Damn, man. Well, I mean, you know, I'm, you know. All right, all right, 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 right. I'm listen, 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 right listen, 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 listen. Y'all been complaining that we don't have West Coast artists, artists on the Combat Jack show. Y'all is like, yo, y'all are so New York-centric. I mean, we had some Southern cats up in here. We had some cats from Texas up in here. What out? Bun B in the whole now. But tonight we got a new artist causing controversy. Mm. Crenshaw. Marathon. Victory Lab. You know what it is, man. Get your money up. Spend $100 for his mixtape. Yo. Internet tonight we got Nipsey Hussle. He's been on the other circus. He's been on that other podcast and he's been on the radio shows in the whole night. But tonight we got Crenshaw. We got the West. We got Nipsey Hussle West, in the West. building. Tuned into the Combat Jack show. Yo, 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 yo. You know what I'm gonna tell you? Go to that fucking site. I'm tired of saying this shit. And I know y'all are tired of hearing me. Go to the midroll.com slash survey slash jack. Make us some money so we could add bells and whistles to this shit. So I could feel good about doing this shit again. All right, listen, you're tuned into the Combat Jack Show, the Combat Jack Show.com. Yeah. Internet, so you're tuned into the Combat Jack Show, the Combat Jack Show.com. Like I told y'all before, go to themidroll.com slash survey slash jack. Fill out that survey, man. Fucks with our advertisers, and our advertisers will fucks with you. Yo, we got a special, special episode yeah. lined up for you today. Like I already told you when we went to the break, you know, that this, we got the West. In the building. Yeah. We got the West in the building. What up? We got Nipsey Hussle in the building. Yeah, what's happening, man? Thank y'all for having me. Thank you for coming. And also, we got a monster. We got a monster in the building. Big homie. It's not Frankenstein. We're not talking (laughs) the mummy. We got the monster in the building. We got Karen Civil in the building. Hi. What's up, Karen? (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. It's good to see you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Yo, you don't stop. I know. You can't, though. You don't stop, I Karen. Mean, you can. I learned from Diddy. You just been going. Can't stop, won't stop. Yeah, and going and going and, and now like y'all are colliding. Yeah. This man right here. This man right here, Nipsey. Yeah. They proclaimed you dead in August. Yeah, they tried to. They man. throw. They they threw dirt yeah. on the coffin in <laughs> August. Yeah, they what? did. Yeah, they did. You know, what I mean, how'd you how'd you crawl out of that hole, man? I mean, I think it just say something about, like, you know, what type of era we in. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like they expect you to, like, you know, show up every couple months. And that's cool for some artists, but right. I'm, I'm fighting a different battle. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Now, now, internets, what I'm referring to is, you know, the, 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 the fame kind of, like, spat that went on a couple of months ago with, with Nipsey and Complex. Complex did this. You know, they they did their list, and I guess they were looking for things, and they they looked at yeah. at, at artists that weren't fulfilling their potential. Yeah, exactly. And you you were you were listed, and yeah. and, and you took umbrage to that, man. I mean, actually, at first, you know, it was just it was just some amongst my medias that I, I pointed out. Right. And, um, How'd you find out about that shit, man? Man, like you know, Twitter for sure. Right. You know, what I'm saying it was adding me with the article. He was like, "Hold up, what I do?" <laughs> yeah, like, huh? And then my fans were like, "Nip, did you see this shit? They got you fucked up." <laughs> you know, but I read it, and then uh, I didn't say nothing about it. You right. know, everybody's entitled to their opinion. But um, after we dropped the the latest project, Crenshaw Complex reached back out. And um, via email, like, we love to interview you. We've been day one supporters. Ah. We're big fans. And I just was like, that you know. That shit was hilarious. Yeah, man. You know, I took the opportunity to just talk some shit and point out some, like, 
what I consider to be some typical industry shit. Right. You know? Now hold up though, before you decided to talk to them, you said that you wanted to get at least ten stacks. Yeah, I just I emailed them like, <laughs> suck my dick, give right. me, give me did ten. You, did you did you do that? And like... I, I replied to everybody. Right. I made sure the whole company got it. And I was just like, you know, stop faking. You know, y'all want to interview us 10,000 or suck my dick. So, I was for sure that I had canceled my, my complex relationship <laughs> forever. Well, you know, at, at the end of the day, man, the beautiful thing about this game, I mean, it's real fake and it's real fucked up. But at the end of the day, if you're doing what you're supposed to do, yeah. even if that relationship is dead, they're going to fuck with you. No no question. And then, not to cut you off, right. but, you know. <clears throat> well, I, I keep cutting you off, so. Nah, we, we talking, though. All right. But, um, you know, Karen had hit me and was just like, Nip, you know, I fuck with Mark. That's a good friend of mine. He's a cool dude. You know, he's not. Talking about Mark Echo. Yes, yeah. okay. Mark Echo. Yes. And she was just like, you know, you should let me, uh, you know, do some damage repair. Right. And I was like, well, I'm not finna retract my statement or none of that. She like, nah, just, just talk Ten about stacks. it. stacks. Yeah, you know, for sure. <laughs> but I wasn't, she was just like, well, just talk. Like, you know, right. they're going to give you a platform to express why you feel like you feel. Just talk about it. And that's what the interview was, you okay. know. And in hindsight, I think that was the best move because. A lot of people got to understand my philosophy, and then we mended a relationship, and I got to meet Mark, and he ended up being a real, genuine, solid individual. You know, it's kind of interesting. We had Mark Echo in here about three or four weeks ago, yeah. and he gave us a very in-depth um, interview, and what I found was, like, he he's a real artist. Absolutely. Like, he's a real, like, he, like, the way, the, for, if I could take my eyes and, and put them in his head, yeah. I, I would imagine he sees things creatively. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and, and the complex beast that he's created is that beast. Absolutely. So, you know, at, at the end of the day, you create this entity, but it doesn't always necessarily share your direct vision. Yeah. You know, that that's kind of the conversation I had with, um, with with Mark about Nipsey even beforehand he was like doing different interviews and stuff for his book on Label Me right. and he was talking about Nipsey he was using you know the whole Crenshaw project as examples so I knew like when this situation happened and I'm working with Mark on like my always civil business stuff for his book I was like we can't ha we can't have this I'm right. working with Nipsey I'm working with Mark and Mark you know I know him and Mark would get along and, and and it just only made sense and it worked out fine like Nipsey gave a great interview to his name was Angel to the writer and um maybe about two three weeks later we went up there later he got to meet Angel and it was um it was good right I mean you know yeah, it was it was a good it was a good situation. And and it's like a fairy tale story now because now you come out like you wasn't the underdog, but then you got kind of placed in this underdog situation. Yeah. You fucking jump out the gate. Yeah. And put a mixtape out. Yeah. For free. Yeah. With physical copies. <laughs> Crazy intro right for here. For a hundred dollars. <laughs> like for real, my nigga. What were you smoking, dude? Nah. <laughs> come on, my dude. Nah, honestly, bro, like, you know, I always had the utmost of confidence in my skill set. And just what I represent, you know what I'm saying? And what I, you know, what I represent to my city, to my coast, to hip-hop. You know, I always believed in that fully, like, unquestionably. Right. Like, this ain't no fad. It's not a gimmick. You know, I respect the culture. I'm sure the culture respect me. So I never felt like I was, you know, on a time restraint. Like, I had to do something by a certain time and, or, or else I was going to be out of here. Right. I ain't feel like it was that. I always just felt like, you know, I wanted to make my best moves. Right. And represent myself the best way I could. So, um, the time span between my last project and Crenshaw was just me trying to. How long was that? How long was that? About a span? year and a half, two years. Okay, almost. Yo, a King, turn the air up a little bit, man. Sign here. Sorry, brother. You know, so um, I just was like, you know, I knew I was on the on the brink of like taking my creativity to the next level. Right. I was getting to place in myself, like my life was becoming a little bit more stable. Right. You know what I'm saying? And um, uh, I just knew that 
I had the opportunity to do something big, and I just wanted to play the field and see what the best situation was. And um, <clears throat> it ended up being just staying independent and dropping the music outside of, you know, all the labels, all the deals that was being offered. But in that time, I think a lot of people was like, oh, it's too late. Right. You know, you waited too long. You know what I'm saying? You should have done this. Which you is been... crazy because you mad young. And you you know what I'm saying? It's not like you've been in the game that long. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've been in. I, I got my first, like, national look in, like, 2009. Right. Hustle in the House when right. that came on MTV. Right. You know, so it's been a while. It's been, like, five years, four years. But um, at the same time, you know, I was 21 when I came in the game. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I was ahead of a lot of people because I didn't have no cosign. Nobody brought me in the game. I ain't had no big singer or nobody on my hook. Right, right, right. That was me all the way through on my solo tip. Right. And I was talking about my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And that's untraditional in, like, the era I came from. Right. You didn't get a lot of that. You you was more so getting these, you know, new age type of angles these artists was taking, which is cool. Not, not to knock nothing for right. nobody, but... I came in on some street shit, you right. know what I'm saying, from L.A. and Which we hadn't heard in a while, like not, not on a national level, like the, how you brought it in. Yeah, absolutely. And then, um, you know, we never heard it come outside of Dre. Right, exactly. It never happened like that outside of Dr. Dre. Exactly. It was always through Dre or through, right. you know, one of the people that well, created Dre, the Dre platform. ushered that in, and, and, and unless Dre touched it, yeah. Cats wasn't really fucking with it across the board. Absolutely. Now, I read that, that, that one of the, like... This is what uh, impressed me about you, man, is that during your hiatus, man, you were saying that you was reading a lot of books. Absolutely. And you read this one particular book by John Berger called Contagious. Yeah, Jonah Berger, yeah. Jo- Jonah Berger. Yeah. Is it Jonah Berger? Jonah Berger, okay. yeah. And um, he talked about this uh, cheesesteak. Yeah, absolutely. That they tried to get the buzz in, in Philly. Was it in Philly? It was a restaurant in Philly called Bar Clay. Right, and they and they and they they they, they said, you know what? Let's get let's let's charge it for a hundred dollars. Absolutely. Now, now, what made you connect this feet this this cheesesteak to your to your CD, man? I mean, for one, I just thought it was a dope idea, right. you know, and I didn't like immediately. I did put the book down, right. and I was just like, damn, that's crazy. <laughs> You know, and then, um, you know, there's a lot of other examples in that book, right. you know, and um, that was one that really stood out to me. And when I was thinking about, you know, the, the the days and weeks leading up to the release of my project, I was just thinking about ways that we could get, you know, use the, because I believe we in a guerrilla era. Like, it's all type of guerrilla tactics we can take. Like, Kanye was putting videos on the wall. Right. That was bigger than any single off that album. Of course. Jay did some, you know, scavenger hunt with his book right, when he right. put his book out the Easter Eggs you know what I'm saying yeah. and I think that's that was dope you know and I think that's the era we live in where we could be creative and for minimal you know overhead we could do some dope shit now did you tell Karen initially did he tell you that he wanted to yeah when he when he when he first sent it to me I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie I was a little bit uh, skeptical <laughs> he was like nigga like he sent me the link he was like yo he just sent in the, in the like <laughs> five he, word uh, text yeah he texted me he was like yo I want to put out my mixtape for a hundred dollars, uh-huh. and then. <laughs> so what you what would you say? You was like you. No, it? I saw it and I was like, okay. And then he sent me a link to the cheeseburger thing, um, to the Philly cheese steak yeah, yeah. thing. So when I got on the phone with him, I was like, you know, maybe we can do like fifty dollars or something. He was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Are you trying to and undercut then, his dream? <laughs> yeah, I was like, maybe we can do like fifty dollars. That's right. like a good price. Right. Now, were and you then, believing even the fifty dollars though? No, the fifty dollars, yeah. Okay. Because now, but wow. I, I, Cause, cause I, th- I think of it like when I first moved to LA. He may not remember this. When I first moved to LA three years ago, the first thing I wanted to do was to go to Crenshaw, 
go to his store and buy a shirt. Mm. And it was funny, he was at the store okay. with his daughter. Yeah. And that was just like, that whole experience to me meant something, just to have that shirt. So I know the importance the importance of Nipsey Hussle in LA. Right. So I knew people were going to gravitate towards this project, but I wasn't sure about the $100. Because you know, we're in the state we're in right now, nobody buys records. Right. Nobody. nobody. Yeah, nobody. So, so... Nipsey, when, you buy records? Well, when it's not, when it's not the... Um, MTV, MTV sponsored. MTV oh no, sponsored. Oh, no. He, records? he buys records, okay. books, magazines. Right. We can't walk past anything without him like looking. <laughs> he buys apps right. and everything on his phone. But um, after we had the initial conversation, and I was like, okay, we're gonna re-talk about it the next day. <laughs> <laughs> I look on Instagram, and he um, he already put it up. So I was like, all right, his mind is made up, and let's just go. Right. You know, you just gotta trust and believe what. Now, were you were you pissed off that he put it up? No, no, no. <laughs> like I just I just figured, you know, he wanted my opinion, and he was gonna do what he had to do, and he just, you know, it's just that's the kind of thing you want with the uh, you want when you work with when you work with an artist right. is he really believed in it. So the fact that he was really passionate about it made me passionate about it. And I'm like, fuck it, we gonna make this work. Now I read this article or this interview with, with Jonah, and he was actually congratulating you like he acknowledged the fact that you've read his book and he was actually inspired that you was inspired by what he wrote hey have you met him man what's crazy is that you know we working on something together now okay you know me and jonah gonna collab on something it, it, it kind of would make sense that you guys would like do a book or something like that yeah we're gonna actually <clears throat> well the the concept that we're gonna present is gonna be a um an extra chapter to the contagious book which is a number one new york Times bestseller now right. And um, it's just going to so be So you about to be a New York Times I don't know bestseller? if I can take that credit. You know what I'm saying? But what? I'm going to have to. Yeah, take it. Yeah, what? Man, yeah, 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 I mean, you charging $100. <laughs> Mix says, you might as well say, fuck it, B. Yeah, nah, but, you know, <laughs> the you know the reality of it is that we're going to do for sure. They're going to be another chapter of right. Contagious. Right. And it's going to be about the Proud to Pay Crenshaw story mm. and what that was. And mm. it's going gonna, it's gonna to be maybe an epilogue or you know, extra oh, chapter. Addendum on the whole nine, right? Yeah, you know, where, where he does it. Because the book is just basically, you know, examples and then his commentary around these examples. Right. So he's going to use the story of what we did with the Crenshaw album and the $100 mixtape and the Proud to Pay concept. He's going to write his ideas and why this is contagious and why this was a conversation starter and why it became, you know, a big story and, and be, got influential people's attention. Right. Now, now, Nipsey, don't change on me, man. Like, you about to go into the white world right now, the, nah, the literary man. world nah. where they just all tighten the ass. Tighten the ass. Don't do not do the Kanye, B. You know, I can't. I got to go back home, man. Up. I got to go back home. I say that a lot, right. man. Like, and no disrespect to nobody. Right. I got to go back home. Of course. Now, one one of the things also that I impressed you, man, that, that, that about you that impressed me was um, you mentioned one of the books that really inspired you was actually one of the books that inspired me is Robert Greene's 48 Laws of Power. So it would make sense that you would connect with Jonah since 50 yeah, yeah. connected with, with Robert. Man. And that was, that was the example we gave. Like, but actually Jonah was like, man, like I can't, I can't express what you've done to my book. You took my book to heights. I would never imagine. Right, right. Um, let's collab. I would love to, I'm glad Crenshaw was so successful for you. And I was just like, damn, you know, I was about to tell you that. Right. Like, thank you for writing such a dope book. And you know what I mean? But he was just real humble and real appreciative. Now, isn't it amazing, man, that, you know, in this world that we live, particularly now, and you spoke about it uh, uh, in some of your interviews, especially with regard to Complex, how yeah. a lot of us, the way shit is so fucked up right now, we still, a lot of us, and what I mean by a lot of us, is a lot of people of color are still trapped by this concept or this ideology that the white man's ice is colder. Yeah. But here you go, and you do something, and you realize 
that the other side is 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 like you know equally equally in awe. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? The power structure may not necessarily lend for that balance to, to go back and forth equally, but when you break that wall, yeah, isn't that like were you you like you said you were surprised, right? Yeah, I think that people we beyond everything. I think institutions are beyond, right? But people, I think we've evolved right. of all races. You know, a lot of the biggest rap fans is like not people of color, right? And they support and they understand. They could argue your story you know, damn near better than you could and, right. and justify your cause for you better than you could. Like, he, no, this is why he does what he does and this is why this place he comes from and they completely foreign to it. Right. But I think the institutions like record labels, like, you know, um, public, the media, you know what I'm saying? I think they, they haven't fully caught up yet, you know. Right. Now, one of the things that you also talk, talked about and initially, I didn't really fully read it, but you were like, when you were criticizing complex you were like you can't really criticize what i do yeah if you don't walk in my shoes yeah. and i read it to mean that okay if somebody didn't live your particular life so basically i sometimes i cr criticize music yeah but i'm not from the west coast yeah. you know what i'm saying i don't know anything about affiliation in the whole nine yeah did you mean that no one could criticize your shit or not nah. an outsider to the culture can't criticize your shit i meant it the same way that i can't spank your kid Cause I don't. That's not my kid, and I don't necessarily have a. Well, you know, parental. somebody something something's wrong with somebody's kid, though. Yeah, but I, that's not my place <laughs> right. to put my hand to discipline him okay, with, okay, with, right. with you know violence, right? Unless you know it's it's a clearly established love there, right? Or else the, the number one, the kid to reject the discipline. Number two, I'd be wrong. Yeah, you but might the, you go go to jail. But that part too, but just morally, I'd be wrong. Right. But if you they pops or that's her, you know, they mother, they got the right to discipline their child because right. it's love there. They love them. Right. So my thing is, you can't critique what I do if you don't love hip hop. Mm. If you don't love the culture, right. you have no place critiquing it. Got it. If you love it, yes, critique it because that's what that's a, that's like the parameters for create creativity. Right. You don't want to make nothing whack because you know somebody gonna give an honest opinion of about course, it. Of course, of course. From a perspective of love. Right, okay. You know what I'm saying? But if you don't love it, I don't care what your race is. It's a lot of like white people, Hispanic people that love hip hop and really are of the culture. Right. They got all right. But just, you know, because how big hip hop is, everybody has an opinion about it. And right. so my, my stance was like, we don't need your opinion if we you don't, don't need love it. If you don't know about it. So it kind of reminds me of what's going on right now with uh, TDE yeah. and, and GQ. Classic example. W what'd you think of that, man? Like, you know, TDE puts uh, 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 Kendrick Lamar on the cover and, you know, they, they do this this big piece where it's supposed to be celebrating TDE and, and Kendrick. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, they took offense, TDE uh, took offense because of the the, 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 the... the way that the article's written. Right, right, right. Um, I, I agree with a point that was made that, you know, it should not surprise you you shouldn't be surprised by the success of Kendrick Lamar. Right. Or, or TDE. They, or they, the discipline of Top Dog, unless unless you have a reason to be surprised. Right. Now, what's your reason? Right. That's the question. Because you didn't expect. Why didn't you expect? Right. That's, the, that's where the offensive mm. gesture is, right? I, I think more than anything, too, if you got a chance to read it, it's the, com it. the comparisons. Between Death with, Row and Suge yeah, Knight. With, and, like comparing uh, Top Dog to Suge Knight yeah. and then just the label to death row and how it even started discussing his friend and how they couldn't even find Kendrick. Right. I just, I think it got a little bit lazy and they just wanted or to add... extra dramatic? Yeah, they wanted to add a dramatic spill to it and yeah. then like the Drake questions. Um, I think they were a little bit misinformed. Right. You know, uh, TDE has been around for a very long time. Very long time. And Absolutely. I kind of wish they would And it'd be consistent. Yeah, I kind of wish they would have discussed, you know, right. the beginning, but that's not really what 
people, I, I guess they thought their readers would want to know. So right. I just think, I think more than anything, it's not an excuse. They were a little bit misinformed, and I wish they would have kind of apologized or just, you know, I don't know if they if they actually printed the whole story. Right. Or maybe they could just, online, they could have put additional content. But more than anything, they're misinformed. And it's, and it's it's sad because this is his first big look, right. you know, in, in that type of publication. And this is the first thing people see comparing him, you know, comparing, you know, TDE to, to to death row. I right. just think that was just a little dis, distasteful. Right now, so so do you think this? Let me ask you because at the end of the day, you know, kind of like what y'all did with Complex and Mark. Do you think that uh, GQ learned anything from them pulling um, out or no? No, because he just because just the way their response, right. they were like, you know, playing this, dumb. This, like I, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, it's sad that he couldn't take part in such a great musical right. event. They don't care. You know why? Because now everybody is. T- they were very condescending. Now everybody's talking about their their issue, and everyone's going to go buy it. Right. So they don't lose. So more again, I, I kind of wish they, you know, they it should have been handled on the back end. But you know, it was good that that top spoke his mind and he said how he felt because a lot of times, you know, I had this conversation with Vibe. People come into the culture and put their opinions on exactly. you, and that's not fair at all to them because they work top and punch work really, really hard, right. and they should have showed that. Right. As opposed to being surprised. Yeah, as opposed to being surprised right. and comparing it to one thing. Like, I'm not taking away from anything Suge has done, but just to respect seeing um, the things that, that, that Top and Punch have done in a short amount of time. Not just not just for the West Coast, but for the culture in general. Yeah, for the, for just the way that they move, that, they, you know, this is an independent, you know, before the Interscope situation, this is a very independent uh, company. And... From the way they do touring and booking and everything else, they're they're just very strategic, and they should have really showcased that and right. spoke on that. But 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 at the end of the day, none of us are surprised. It's GQ. It's like you're gonna get the fluff piece from them. Yeah, and yeah, they, and, and they're not gonna like 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 Nipsey. They're not gonna live that life. Yeah, if they don't already live that life, they're not gonna go out their way to live that life. Well, hire 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 a writer to do it. Right. I mean, there's just, many writers out there or or suffer like <clears throat> suffer the backlash of hip-hop turning on you <laughs> exactly because that's a real backlash right. but you know, i don't i don't think people are going to turn on them because now if any if they uh, if they offer xyz a cover what gq oh, let yeah, me go yeah, do my exactly. photo shoot they're but not that's gonna why. care that's why they're not gonna care i mean but you know i mean but that's how we operate also we don't always yeah. we don't move in unison anymore we but don't. that's you know a problem right because it's, no, people, it's got problem. people got it's influence people got influence people gonna be like what happened to kendrick is kendrick yeah me i gotta get my shine kendrick already and that's Exactly. Yeah, that's a problem. Exactly. That's a problem. Now, 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 now Nipsey, who bought, who spent a hundred, who, tell me the type of people, because this is where I'm ignorant. Yeah. Who bought, other than Jay, yeah. who, who bought the hundred copies, Yeah. who bought the CD for a hundred dollars? Damn, bro, like. And I know you know them. Like, tell me the types of people. Man. The first dude was like a young rapper from Compton. Okay. He was like 16. 16. He bought it, you know, um. You know, just just people that love the music that've been supporting from day one, right. and um, I think that was just genuine music lovers and like just people that's from this generation, okay, that understand why that's such a current idea because they understand iTunes, they understand the that piss, they understand the bootleg world, they understand what's really happening with music. Right, this is their generation, right. So they understand why that's a really current idea and why that made so much sense because they know music is an option to them. Like, I know it is. Right. And they know when they do buy something, it's after they've experienced it for free. Right. And so the proud to pay, I think it resonates with our generation because you buy because you are proud for what you already experienced. Like, this is a dope album. Right. 
I was motivated by this. I turned up the whole summer to this album. I gotta go buy this. Now, did anybody surprise you other than Jay? Did anybody like in in this in this in this people in these people that bought your CDs? Did anybody surprise you? Did you meet people that surprised you? Like you bought my shit, man. Um, you know, certain girls like like hit me like, man, you know, I, I love it, man. I just I, I bought it. You know, I respect your hustle. You know, what I'm saying I just wanted to support. I don't know if it's because Jay Z jumped in and supported, or if right. they was, you know, what I'm saying just respect the hustle for real. But right. like a lot of people, I wouldn't like jump out there and put their name on blast. But just a lot of people was just like, this is a dope idea. I respect your hustle, man. Right. I'm I'm behind this, man. I'm supporting. You know what I'm saying? Now, Karen, when he, when y'all put it out, uh-huh. did you have the butterflies in your stomach? Like, oh shit, did we just fuck up? Like initially, um, honestly. I mean, I just I I I looked at it like the glass is at full. Right. So hopefully, you know, everything will be good. And right. He was getting them notifications, so <laughs> I bought it. Like I bought it myself, and he even two minutes later, like, good looking. Then I went to the in store, and I was like, all right, let me see what's gonna happen. I drove by the in store, and the line was around the corner. Wow. And I was like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, I was like this. I was like this is happening. That's and like, crazy to yeah. me. Like, and just people were celebrating, like Ross and Tamakesa, mm. um, Bel Air, Bel Air, right. and uh, the most memorable thing for me is inside. This dude brought his mom. His he bought the CD for his mom, and he wanted his mom to meet Nipsey. Hold he on, was, how old is his mom's? I, he was like he was young, had okay. mad tats. So she probably and like thirty night. something or she something probably like that. Like, no, no older than forty, but okay. it was just funny. He was so she's still smoking that. She's she's smoking blunts. Yeah. So he was like, <laughs> he was like, yeah, he was like, he was like, you know, I don't really want to picture my mom's. He was like, I just want to sign my CD, but my mom's really want to meet him. I bought the CD for my mom's. Yeah. I just thought that was so dope. That's yeah. crazy. Now, now, how did the Jay Z thing happen? Um, and Jay, I mean, actually, B Dot from Rap Radar yeah. hit me. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, you know, I, I originally asked him like, bro, can you post a flyer? He like, you know, we don't post flyers on Rap Radar, but right. write write something up. Right. And I'll post your statement. So I wrote a statement just about why, you know, I made the album $100, my thought process behind it. And he posted the statement. Ten minutes later, he, he DM'd me back like, Jay-Z, love the idea. He said, salute. I was like, oh, all right, cool. Okay. Tell him good looking. You know what I'm saying? Right. For sure. Right. That was big. What was, like, what was going on through your mind? I was just like, that's dope. Right. You know, I said, that's cool. I was at that point, bro. I was all I was all in. I wasn't tripping if if the whole world turned on me. It was like you're whack. Number one, I knew that the, the music was dope. You was knew, in the zone. Yeah, and he was I just in the zone. I knew that it was it was genuine. It was really how I felt right. in all them songs. It was really my story. And then I was just like, you know, it's also free. So if I don't sell one unit, it'll still have the same impact of a dope mixtape that right. came out for free. Right. So it was a win-win. So when you found out that he actually bought a hundred, that was the next day. The, my my right. guy who I did the in store at his at his shop. He hit me like, um, hey, Nip, Jay-Z had Rock Nation reach out. They want to buy 100 units. Yeah, you, did you say stop playing, man? Nah, I wasn't. I didn't you, say you stop playing. You believe that shit immediately? He ain't no funny style <laughs> nigga that's going to say anything. <laughs> so I was like, all right. I'm like, don't tell nobody. I don't want niggas to get lazy. Right, right, right. And, you know, right. go to go pop, to pop and champagne and shit. So I, we ain't say nothing to nobody for a couple of days. We just kept, not even to say my team is like that. Because if anybody, I'm the most, like, celebratory of right. my whole team. Them niggas is like. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, Navy Marines or the Marine, whatever the focus, shit is. Focus, Yeah, them seals. niggas is serious. Yeah. You know, so um, I just like, let's not say nothing. Let's just work and execute. And, um, you know, they sent the paperwork through. Um, they sent the bread to the account. We shipped it out. I wrote Jay a thank you letter, and we sent some, some um, you know, some merchandise to his team and right. all that. They tried to buy some 
some clothing too. And oh, so like, they was they trying to buy, buy out the farm. Yeah, huh? we like, nah, y'all spent ten bands. <laughs> we gonna see some free sweaters and beanies and shit. Right, that's and, amazing, uh, man. Yeah, man, I was humbled by it, and I just, I just, if it if it was possible to have any more respect for Jay, I did based on that move. Right. I already held him in the highest light just off his his his, his legacy. Right now, now you've been in the game. Yeah, you, you were signed to a major. You were signed to Epic. Yeah, you know, you you you've been going through like you know the situation's not working. Yeah. Do you have a a, a a a greater sense of respect for the game right now because of the success that you just experienced? Um, I think I got a better understanding right. for the game. I, I respected the game before rap. Right. Meaning, I, you get what you get. Right. So I never doubted that I would. I gave a lot, and I continue to give a lot. So I don't think that a label or a situation can get in the way with the energy you put into the universe. Right. Now, how did y'all start working together? Um. I I've asked y'all this off air, but yeah. how did y'all connect? Um, I've known Nipsey for a while right. when he was with, uh, I went to John Shapiro's house, and he was upstairs recording because he had a recording studio there. Then I went to the Fader show, mm-hmm. and we were, you know, we were we were ever, we were were cool since then. Then I, when I moved to L.A., then I reconnected, and I was like, I got to go by the store. I got to right. go see what's happening because <laughs> I, just, I just always um, had an appreciation for him. Then... Um, I'd see him from time to time, South by right. other places. Then he hit me about premiering a song on my site, which was Blessings. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. which was, you know, um, we saw each other probably two weeks or something prior to that, like at a day party or something. So gave him my updated info. He was like, yo, I want you to release this song. And I usually don't hit people, like when they send me music or whatever the case may be. It had to be like one in the morning. I was with uh, Pushin' and Steven Victor. Mm. And we just kept playing the song back to back. I was like, yo, this fucking song is so dope. And mm. I texted him. I was like, yo, this shit is so hard. No, he like, was like, blessings is 100. That was yeah. it. You know I was like, I was this like, shit. all right, cool. Yeah, I was like, this shit is, it, the record was just so hard. And never just, just from there, like we, he did a little something kind of fucked up to me that I kind of got pissed off about. That. What did what? I do? So. Well, what did you do? What'd you do? So I don't know. I, I want to hear the rest of this. So Go ahead. I set up, um. Oh, the MTV. I set up this MTV thing mm-hmm. for him to do like rides. This. I think it's like the show was like rides or something. So I set it up through his management at the time. So he was supposed to come. We were going to do a whole episode. It was going to be a nice look. They go with him to wherever he needed to go. And you're doing it just on the love. Yeah. Okay. But his one stop needed to be in the Beats by Dre office, right. which was to come see me. I did the season prior with Mike Posner, and they were like, who you want to do it with? I was like, I got to do it with Nipsey Hussle. Right. And then just go to his Crenshaw store with him. So they get there, we're mic'd up. They're like, Nipsey's on his way. I'm like, all right, all right. Then I hit back, like I hit DJ Ski and his team. I'm like, so it's an hour. They're like, no, no, no. Um, we, we almost there? Yeah, he's like, he's not answering, but he should be on his way. Another hour go by. Uh, and I'm like, listen. And they got the camera set up in the whole yeah. night? Yeah. time is money. Yeah, and I was, so then I just, this is when I got rude. I was like, stop fucking lying to me. Tell me if he's coming. And they're like, well, now he's not answering. But we figured out later. He told me, um, you know, he has some personal things going on. And they never even spoke to him about right. it. So he never So you weren't knew. notified of the whole, whole nine? I wasn't. Um, I didn't get the full scoop until right. the same day. Right. That's not the takeaway from, you know, the team. And then... Because um, shit happens. You know, that's a wack excuse for me to right. say, too. But that day was just kind of hectic. And then my car was in the shop. Right. You know, and so Karen was like, you know, you could have used somebody else's right. car. I was like, oh. so you was hot, Karen. She was hot. Yeah. How do you, what do you do? What is she? Because like, you always smiling, but you got this. 
No, I you was, got the I was, you got the look of death, Cameron. Yeah, like, I was I was so I was so you be throwing mad shit. You throw shit. No, I was just I was I was mad at, at Ski and his right. team. Like I just but that was not that fault at all. Right, 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 right. No, right. I, I I know, but I was just mad because you know at this you at put the a time, lot on this. Yeah, I I just thought it would be a dope look, and I was just like you know I really like him as an artist, and they filled up every episode except mm-hmm. this one. Right. So then they had to go look for someone else right. and and do the whole thing. So how'd y'all but, patch I mean, this up? Yeah, I mean, we eventually saw each other. I was right. like, I, I got she over got it. Off. She, she jabbed me up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it was cool after that. Now, now, Karen, you Haitian, right? Yes. How many jobs you got? Oh, man. Like, what the fuck do you do? Like, I see you everywhere. Oh, man. You doing, well, like, like makeup ads and, like, you all over the place. Well, I got, um, I got my whole KarenCivil.com, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, which is what you started with. Yeah, which is what I started with. So with the site comes endorsements. Right. So I did something for CoverGirl this year. Congratulations. Um, thank I saw you. That. Nike and a few and a few other things right. that came with that. And then, of course, I have my digital marketing business that is more quiet on the low. People don't really know too much about. But that's really my baby and what I care about. And that is is Wayne, Mac Main, Young Jeezy. Pusha T, Mary J. Blige, and Mark Echo, mm. and Nipsey too. Mm. And then um, I'm now the entertainment um, media manager at Beats by Dre. So How do you sh- manage this? I have no choice. I'm Haitian. But, but do, what, <laughs> what, 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 do you have any personal time? Um, no. No, not really, but I'm I'm okay with that. I okay. like I I like to work. I come from a very hardworking family, right. so I'm okay with that. My personal time is working in in just having you know making moments for things in culture matter to me more than mm. anything you know what let's go to a break man you're tuned into the combat jack when we come back i want to go more into the origins of karen civil okay and where nipsey hustle Off is top. headed let's next now listen internets i told y'all before fill out this survey the midroll.com slash survey slash that jack fuck with us get us these advertising dollars you know what it is? It's the Combat Jack Show, the CombatJackShow.com, F your radio, F your podcast, and F your TV show. <laughs> All that. Internet, internet, you tune into the Combat Jack Show, the CombatJackShow.com. Yo, I'm just astounded, man. I, I you know, I, I knew we were gonna have Nipsey in the building, but Karen Silver, I'm just like this is like a <laughs> this is like Christmas and Thanksgiving yeah, it's a on convention. the same fucking yeah. day. But you know, like you know, when we went to our break, man, Ben Hameen, I mean, it was either Ben Hameen or A. King pointed attention to uh, mm. Nipsey's um, pen, pen, like his 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 medallion on yeah. his, first of all, he got the crazy rope right now, Good but luck. I didn't know what that, that the pendant was. Yeah. You got Malcolm X, B. Yeah, man. Malcolm X. With man. diamonds. Yeah, man. You know. In the, in the thought position, man. Yeah. Yeah. Malcolm X. I never seen nobody with Malcolm X yeah, on their golds and diamonds, man. What's what's the science behind that, man? Um, aside from me respecting dude and what he stood for right. and just being somebody that I believe in, a lot of things he believed in. Um, it was a gift from my brother. Mm. My brother like a um real discipline, you know what I'm saying? True hustler. And um, you know, that was one of the things that um when he when he when he was really on top of his not to say he not now, but when he was really like in his prime of getting money, he um he bought a lot of jewelry, you know what I'm saying? And it's right. one of the pieces he got made. Mm. And I think his thought that's process. That's a chunky piece, too. That's a chunky Malcolm. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's serious. <laughs> you know? Serious. That's that's like, how, how much does that shit weigh? Uh, I think it's like 300 grams, right. 400 grams, something okay. like that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you, man, if you're going to rock gold, B, 
<laughs> be politically minded. That's that's that's, that's beautiful right, right there, man. That's but, right, yeah. but I mean, you had a question. Yeah, not even a question though. But I I think you said it's like your brother and stuff. But I think that like the thought process of Malcolm reflects in your music because you're not just like you know West Coast shoot 'em up, bang bang, woo woo woo. Yeah. You know, you say a lot more. You give people both sides of the story. It's not just the bullshit. You know, yeah. blam blam, shoot 'em up. Absolutely. I think you know. I think it's underappreciated in a lot of a lot of times in, in my message. They people that don't necessarily dive into my whole catalog just look at what um surface you know, yeah the surface and just what where i come from right. and me represent where i come from right as like oh he's just a cliche gang member or some shit now like i was that. i was listening to you I, I, i'll be honest i wasn't up on your music but yeah but i've been listening to your music yeah. and and you're very descriptive That's in terms of how you put your words together like you will put details in your raps yeah not just some blatant shit i, I like the way you you formulate that's like the up. little pieces to make the big picture, man. That's what's up. Thank you. Know? you. Yeah. Now, now, Karen. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to leave you alone. Um, How'd you get in this game? Because I'm just, I remember back in 09, um, me and Dallas Penn through our first, barbecue. yeah, bring your own bloggers barbecue. And, oh, that you was know, nice in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn at, 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 at PNC. And, and I, I think at the time, I didn't even recognize you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because I didn't know you. And it wasn't maybe until a year or so looking back at the video, I was like, hold up, Karen Civil was there? Yeah, that's when I just, like, the year prior, I started my website. Right. So it was, like, it was on WordPress. It was, it was everything was still new to me. But, you know, I started off uh, interning for Flex. Okay. Um, I was there for a few years, and then... At, at, at Hot? Or? Yeah, at Hot. Okay. So I was there for a few years, and then it got to the point where, you know, you just kind of know something has to be next you right. can't do this you see forever. the ceiling for yourself yeah. over there i definitely saw the ceiling and when i was hitting that i moved on to work um over at dipset okay where it really was no exact title mm-hmm. like i was an a and r admin but i did a ton of other things so you it's got your like, hands dirty which is the yeah. best way to learn so i started i started dipset dipset mixtapes okay with um with Duke the God. Mm. So I did know, you know, like when Nipsey talked about moving to mixtapes and doing certain things, I know there is a there is an audience out there who continues to buy stuff. Right. But it was incredible. You know, they moved uh, the mixtapes that they were selling at the time they was doing the stuff with K Slay. It was like what year, what, what year was this? This was like 2000... Uh, ooh... Don't five, phone me. Yeah, five, five, six. five, six. When, when, when like they was that. hot, hot, hot. Yeah, right, right after the like, right after the split with Dame. Right, and, right. And That's Jay. when they were right, right. When they went renegade. Yeah, and then they went and, full and, Taliban. And Jim, yeah, and then Jim started to do his own thing, and then J.R. Ryder, Hell Rel, right. and everybody came. So started the whole website. You know, they were moving mixtapes for five dollars on the streets, and right. the mixtapes were twenty dollars online. Um, and, this uh, is, <laughs> and then and people were buying them. Yeah, and there's seven dollars in shipping. Right. So you pay twenty seven dollars for a mixtape. Right. And then they had all the merchandise and everything else. Shuels had the store on one fifty first in Amsterdam. Um, it was an it was a nice situation. And then again, that's I just knew it was time to go. Right. When uh, you know Jim and Cam weren't really seeing eye to right. eye. People were in different places in their lives. And that you, you know. could see where that would hurt the brand. Yeah, pretty much. And I mean, Cam was in a different space. Uh, Jim's situation, he was a different space. You know, uh, Max was locked up, right. and then Stack Bundles passed, and then Jaja didn't really know where she was going, so you didn't know who to go with. Cause right, either right, right. or, it was a weird, it was weird situations on both ends. So then I took some time off, and then I started to work with Wale a bit, mm. which was great in the early days, huh? Yeah, 
Um, this like Mark Ma- 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 Mark Ronson with or? Mark Ronson. Okay, this, that was my first time going to, going to London. Mm. You know, he performed. And you were doing what exactly for? Um, just just anything possible, connecting the dots, interviews, kind of just just moving and shaking and making right. sure he was at certain places. Right. Um, and that was my first time really uh, integrating two people. So he had a Nike Boots record that was out at the mm, time. I remember that. And I had my relationship with Wayne because he was big with Dipset mm-hmm. working and stuff like that. And he, him and Jewels was that's when they first started the tape. Now you knew Wayne was gonna pop like that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Dipset was worked with certain people right. early. It was Slim Thug. Yep. It was Paul Wall. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Did they work with Ross? No, Jeezy. Okay. Jeezy was big. Right. Um, and then. Little Wayne. Right. Those are the people that like Dipset loved were their right. go to guys. So he did he did the Nike Boots remix. Like I sent him an email. Well they did. Yeah. Um Wayne, Wayne, did. Wayne did. Okay. I sent him an email and he sent it back like two days later with the verse and I was like, Oh shit, I can get things done. Right. I was like, I can move <laughs> out here. I was yeah. like, I can move right. out here. And then that's when I just realized like I was like, I, I got to figure out what this means for me and how I continue to build my imprint. Unfortunately, you know, Wale, whatever. Right. And um, went the other way. Yeah, I mean, okay. whatever. His loss. Yeah, and then no shots. Yeah, none, none at all, none at all. Great guy. Um, <laughs> and then no, 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 great, great guy. Right. And then I just thought it'd be, it'd be good to start my website. I was right. like, I wanna, I wanna build my brand. I was like, I'm tired of building everybody else's brand. I want people to. And you know, got the perfect, naturally the perfect last name. Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna use my name. I right. want, I don't want people to just know me as Karen. I want them to know me as Karen Civil. Right. I'm just gonna have my full name just be what it is for me. Right. And then I just, I, I started my website. I started the first interview. I did was Dylan. Dylan. Yeah. Dylan, 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 Dylan. Where was the place Diddy made them walk to again? Juniors. Yeah, in we Brooklyn. did our interview in Juniors. Okay. And then And you got uh, hit? Did you get a lot of hits? It was it was it was light. It was light. Right. I, what did it for me was I interviewed Drake on his mm. birthday at Starbucks. When nobody really knew. Yeah. Nobody but I right. knew who he was because right. he used to come up to see Jim Jones to like play music and do certain things. So I'm like, I used to love him from Degrassi. Right. So I, uh, before, before he got crippled or uh, after? After. <laughs> <laughs> On the show. So that got me some hits. Right. I remember I got like 700 and something hits. I was like, oh. 700. I was like, oh snap. <laughs> and then um, I started to work with Max B too. Mm. I was like, this is perfect. I have my site and I'm working with Max. Right. But then, unfortunately, Max had to go to jail, right. and I was like, I'm going to just focus on my site for mm-hmm. a while. I focused on my site for two to three years, and then I reconnected with Mac, Main, and Wayne, and I was helping them with the new roster they had, which mm-hmm. was Tyga and different things like that. And then Wayne went to jail, and he was like, I got to figure out a way to still stay relevant. Right. And I'm like, man, this internet thing is popping. Right. You need to get on here. I was like, you got, he had like over a million fans on MySpace. And I was like, on Facebook, you had like 300,000. I was like, you got to get hot on here. Channel that. So on yeah, the internet. now he's, now his, his Facebook is like 50 million. So did you help him? Yeah. 50 million. Yeah. Um, we started the whole Wheezy Thanks You right. dot com. Okay. You know, he was sending in his letters. Vogue gave it best um, in their music edition, they gave it like best. Uh, hip hop website or wow. something to okay. that effect, and then he has a Guinness Book of World Records for fastest amount of likes and most amount of likes on Facebook. That's crazy. Yeah, he took it from Oreo, right. and then his <laughs> album Oreo the Cookie. <laughs> yeah. Oreo the Cookie was was had the Guinness Book of World Records. Wayne beat Oreo the Cookie. Yes. So now he Oreo has... eats Wayne cookies. <laughs> <laughs> 
so um yeah i mean it 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 just every everything just kind of kind of worked out from there and and i got a chance to you know work with him on some other stuff when he came out and and i just went back to making sure like all my Karen Civil platforms, you know, people started to know who I was. I started getting more interviews, and I started to, I wanted to interview people early. Right. So Nipsey was one. Right. I did this thing called the introduction. Uh, it started, it was uh, Drake, Nipsey Hustle, Currency, J-Rock. Um, That's a nice lineup. J. Right Cole. That's a nice lineup right yeah, there. Yeah, so these were these people. These are intro- people that you're introducing now. Yeah, these right. were people super early on, and it's, the pictures look so terrible. I look so young. <laughs> you know what? We're going to go search for them. Yeah, it, looks, Google them. it looks so young. Right. Um, but yeah. And, and what he, are you learning through these interviews, like about yourself and your interview skills and what you bring into the table? More than anything, it's just, you know, you know I, I get to go to the studio with these people, give them my take, right. you know, um, learn more about this culture and just, just where, where artists want to go in their lives. Because, you know, growing up, you just see people who just make music. Right. But now it's all these other opportunities for them and, and being able to have these, like, conversations. Because, again, I'm still, I'm a strategist. I mm-hmm. love marketing and digital and all that other Where does space. that come from? I mean, what did your family do? Like, wh- um, That's just, I just naturally loved the internet. Right. I just loved the internet. I had a Backstreet Boy website growing up fan what? club website i had one for jd you had a back you had your own backstreet yeah. okay and then i had one for jd williams okay um i don't know if you remember the actor from the wire yeah i remember yeah, yeah. bodie yeah yeah yeah, bodie. Bodie. yeah. so the well, Bo- bodie get popped yeah he got popped yeah, yeah bodie got popped in the worst way so what's crazy is when light, light skin bodie right holding yeah. down the block yes 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 when i when i started when i started the yahoo group for him mm-hmm. his lawyer reached out to me and he actually took me out and like we met for the first time, and I was like, I can get what I want. His lawyer. Yeah, we, like his lawyer. Because you would out think that his lawyer would send you to cease and desist. Yeah, <laughs> but it was. I don't, I don't know. He was. He was appreciative right. for it because at the time nobody was really doing stuff like that. And right. It was like it was like over sixteen hundred fans on there. Mm. So for him, he's like, who is this chick that's, rallying that's, my right, fans? Right, right. So we went to IHOP. It was cool. It was. It was like <laughs> chocolate syrup. He had the chocolate syrup. <laughs> It was it was nice, and that's right. when I realized I was like I could get what I want from the internet, mm. and so and you're in a sense kind of like a pioneer of this thing. Yeah, I was just like I loved it, and then right. going on to Flex, uh, working with Flex, I was like, hey, we got to take pictures, we got to do video, we got to do this. You and help you used, helped him with his site. Yeah, I eventually okay. started with his site too, but this was early on. He was like, yo, you got to chill out, right? Like because he wasn't. Yeah, nobody was. You weren't thinking about doing stuff, like especially that. when someone like Flex who. Was already successful yeah, without the internet. With without it at all, you know. So, you know, eventually when I left and crazy how I get the call from him one night, it had to be like ten, eleven o'clock. He was like, "Hey, this is Flex." I was like, "What's up?" He was like, "Yeah, man, I'm ready to start this site." Uh, I was like, "Oh snap!" Uh, got look the at papers. This. You got the papers. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So started his website nice, with him, and nice. the first, the first, um piece of content he did was he he interviewed Wayne from jail that mm-hmm. was Wayne's only interview mm-hmm. and and his, you set you set that up yeah <sighs> and that was um like again I like to just cross brand and right. make things work right and um he came in and out the out the gate that interview got him a million hits out the gate yeah so he was just out the like, gate a non-internet dude yes killing it and then Flex just adapted and he loved it. And now, you know, he's having meetings with all these different social and digital you, spaces. And I will he, tell you, when, 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 when Flex first dropped, I was like, y- you, you don't know this shit. Mm-hmm. 
And I mean, I'm I'm so impressed by it. Like, Everybody like, kind of wrote him off, and they're yeah. like, "What are you doing? Why right. are you helping?" Him? I was like, "Listen." I like when people are passionate about things. Right. And he was passionate about it. And he wanted to learn. He used to call me like, so what is this? What should I do with this? How do I do this? And I kid you not, I just felt like he was the only person I worked with. He would call me all day long. We have conversations all day long. And now just to see how well he's doing, I mean. I mean congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. I mean, it, it worked out for him. And, and and it's something that he is he adapted with the change, and right. a lot of a lot of DJs haven't gotten that far. That need to realize, like besides radio, you yes. have a fan base outside of the tri-state yeah. area. Yeah, you got you got to go overseas and the whole nine mm-hmm. from from your laptop. Yeah, and, from your laptop. And um and he's doing that. So you know, just just doing my part to make to integrate brands, right. and um, you know, just 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 help people market and, and, and get their ideas off the ground. So. And you're having a good time. Yes. Having a good time. Yes. She just smiled. Yes. Now I Nipsey, am. now now that you in good company, man. Most I, definitely. I'm not even worried about you right now, man. Nah, I brag on KC all the time. <laughs> I'm man. not I'm not even I worried tell you that about every you. Day. I asked you a question off air. Like what y'all did um with Crenshaw. Yeah. Could that happen in New York? Could you put a, a, a mixtape out in New York for a hundred dollars? I don't think pe- no. people come out and support no. it. I think you could. I I think so too. I think it's I don't think I got nothing to do with the area. I think it's the artist. Thank right. you. You know what it, I'm it has to do with the project too. Okay. Because, I mean, it's niggas in New York that got a thousand fans that'll pay for that shit. Mm. I'm pretty sure. But we might not know. But who niggas they are. in New York might not be spending a hundred dollars <laughs> though. It's, it's, it's well, y'all know better than me. Uh, you so, know, to we, me, I, I kind of think you, sometimes it's it's the environment, and right. I say that with to just know myself, and I use an example as, you know, Jada Kiss had a car wash like the locks had a car wash like in the bronx or something right and like i knew about it being a fan i'm like i should go by and check it out never did you got a car but it's yeah never did i never i had a nissan at the time i was like i'm never taking my nissan over there why you didn't you didn't you didn't want to fuck with the bronx no it's just like i just never did it just i just never was too too hardcore you thought they was gonna dent your shit (laughs) i was just never motivated (laughs) yo but as soon as i got to la and got off that plane i didn't even have a car I was like, oh, I'm going to Crenshaw. Right. I was like, I'm about to give me a T-shirt. So it's the environment you're saying. Sometimes I, I honestly think it's the environment because mm. I see myself. I like I, I went uh, to the first time I met Tyler the Creator. I went to a store and made right. a purchase. Right. Same thing with um, Casey Veggies. Like he has a store, and I'll go by there and support. Like I'll I'll support I'll support artists. But it's it's sometimes I think with the East Coast, it's it's a little bit it's it's a little bit difficult. Mm. So I'm not sure if it would. If is it, it the attitude? Because I mean, when we were when, when me and Ben were driving to the studio today, I had to listen to him all. You know, you New York niggas think you know everything, and you think it's the attitude. Oh. Like you think New York cats is arrogant and shit. I think they're jaded too. It's not as much arrogance. Karen, um, I because I, you're a New Yorker. Yeah, you know, I I be in the, I be on the West Coast like I do know everything. Right. Like, and I I I'll use that. You don't know shit. To people all the time, like I do know everything. Right. So yeah, I, I honestly sometimes think it's the environment. I don't know if it's just at times the weather. I just. I mean, it is hard in New York because I mean, yeah. shit is hard. It's hard in New York. It's rough. I'm not I, saying I I'm not it's saying the, it's easy nah, out west. Nah, I know. But what we you're got saying. conditions out here. It's yeah. just hard. I got seasons. Man. Yeah, we got seasons. That's one condition. Yeah, and then you know we living on top of each other. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that too. You know. Yeah. Now you got your record coming out, man. Your next record. Yeah, it's called Victory Lap. What's your fascination, man, with marathons and races lap. and run victory lap. laps and marathon two and Nah, I just You run, man? I don't like literally run, but 
I just <laughs> I just tell the truth, man. And I don't mean that. No pun intended. No, 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 no. That just you know what I'm Yeah. Nah, but I just I, I try to tell the truth, man. Right. Which, and I figured that at that moment when I made the first marathon, that was what I told myself, you know. Because the label situation didn't work out. We had did a big build up to release the album and right. it didn't come out. And I just looked at my life and looked at like, you know, my experience up until that point. And, you know, it was you can't really judge a situation by short term. Right. I, I I related to the streets. A lot of my homies was like the man for like two summers. And you thought that was it. Like and like this nigga's the man. Not even that. I just seen niggas following them. Right. And going yeah. to do what they did. Right. And then everybody ended up getting washed and, <laughs> and, and, and missed ten years. Right. right. Fifteen, twenty years. Quick. So I used to say that on the street, it's a marathon. You right. know what I'm saying? Y'all it's niggas, not a race. It's a y'all niggas pay. Yeah, do what you do. Right. But you know, it's a marathon. Slow money. I'm going to do mine how right. I get mine. Because niggas was robbers and go running in banks and, you know what I'm saying, running in spots and all that. And sometimes they'll come back, the man, right. for a couple months or a year or a summer. But then a lot of times, you know, the nigga that just stayed down and was just hustling consistently ended up. His his run ended up being way yeah, long. Exactly, he had to run because exactly. he stayed down and he did what he did and he knew what his game was. Right, and he stuck to his script. So so the race ain't over, but now you feel it's the victory lap. Yeah, just because you know I think that again it the the title came out of me my situation at Epic, not you know taking his full you know coming to fully. Did, did to that fruition. hurt your spirit, man? A little bit? Nah, it it, it made me like you know, I think it was and, just. Let, a, let me interrupt you. My my fans hate. When I interrupt. Nah, go ahead. But I want to give it some context. Yeah. You, you're an artist. Yeah. You're in this bubble. Yeah. You're creating music. Every artist that's that's starting out, you know, the gold ring, the shit that they're living for is to get signed. Yeah. And then if you get signed by a major, yeah. then you made it, right? Yeah, for sure. So you get signed by Epic. Yeah. You're like, yo, I just won the lotto. I mean, And I- then you realize this. Levels and levels and levels and levels to this shit. And most cats at the end of the day might come out of that situation broken. Yeah. That's that that's that's what I wanted to interrupt you about. Nah, I mean, for one, you know, I never want I never wanted a record deal before right. I got one. Okay. Ever. I always looked up to Master P, Birdman, and Jay Z. You know what I'm saying? It was my like niggas I I looked up to. You know what I'm saying? And um I never wanted a deal. Mm. I got, you know, situations happened in my life like my brother going to the pen, mm. our spot getting raided, mm. us having legal problems, going through cases, me ending up being on the run at the time when a deal was offered to me, like um, John Shapiro, who... Uh, <laughs> How you be on the run with, a, with with offers, man? Nah, like, because I had music on MySpace. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? I was, you know... Was, was you making the meetings and, and looking over your shoulder? I wasn't going to the meetings. <laughs> I wasn't going to the meetings. Right, right. I, Because, you know, I, I had... Yes, I had, Nipsey. For real. Yeah. Like, I was 19, and I was knee-deep in the streets, and right. I, I sold all my shit and bought studio equipment. Mm. And niggas was looking at me crazy. I just had a convo with Jeezy, and he was saying something that I really related to. Right. You know what I mean? Like, niggas was looking at him crazy. Right. And I, I I dealt with that too. Like niggas was looking at me crazy. Like, what are you about to rap? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it was always something I knew I was good at and had a passion for. But 13, 14, I thought I was ready. It mm. didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck that. I'm getting money. Right. And then got with the bullshit. And so when I turned 19, I was I was like successful as a hustler. Mm-hmm. And I sold all my shit and invested in the studio mm-hmm. and and put years into recording, creating. Right. You know. In, uh, investing in my company, buying posters. What gave you that venues. foresight, man? Did you, did you you knew that at a certain point you couldn't do that shit forever, or was the was the was the call for being an artist Two, that much strong? It was both of them, and then this is what I also realized, and this is real. You know, 
some niggas can go do life and it don't really bother them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because right. when they was first born, they knew I wasn't finna be shit. Right. And I through their whole life, they accepted that they wasn't finna be shit. They got shit. institutionalized at an early age. Yeah, whether it was their upbringing or their lack of belief in their creativity, right. whatever. Me, I wasn't that dude. Right. Always knew I was bright. Always knew I was I could do whatever. Yeah. I was good at anything I focused on. So when I focused on the streets and hustling, I was good at it. But I always knew that. If you focus on something else? Anything else, I would be as good at it or right. better. Right. Only difference is these other things, you know, they, they you are might marathon. Have more, yeah, you might, they're yeah. not sprints. They might don't, have more, more longevity. Absolutely. Right. You know, they, they don't end, you know, the way that these other things end. So that was my mentality, right. you know. And I was just like. If I go get washed up, it's going to really hurt me. I got niggas that's doing life that mm. really could have been, like, dope rappers. Right. That could have been, like, basketball players, and they're doing life. And, right. you know, them niggas is the ones that they really getting tortured in there. Right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, it'll hurt me more than the, than the average one of my homies that go to jail. Right. Just because of the way I view myself, my image of myself. And so, um, like I said, when I was 19, I just dedicated myself to it. I was sitting on my car on Crenshaw Sloss, and we didn't have no shop. That was our corner where we hustled at. And I was sitting on the on the hood <laughs> of my car, and I was just like, you know what I'm saying? Fuck it. I'm about to just do this shit. Just like that. And I had always thought about it, and, like, I had, like, put something in myself to block out them thoughts of going to do something positive. Right, right, right. Like, fuck that. Get money. Right, 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 right. Fuck that. Right, right. Get money. And I just eventually... I guess the levy broke, and I was like, that shit is real. That voice is similar, so yeah. you need to listen to. Yeah. Sold all my shit, devoted my time and energy, did everything I, I could do, put all my resource toward it. And then I'm about 22, 23, the police raided the spot, mm. take my brother to jail. He go do three years in the pen. They put a gun case on me. I already had gun cases, mm. so I had to fight that. Took all my equipment. You got good aim? No, you know, I, I wouldn't. I allegedly, wouldn't. allegedly. No, I, it wasn't a, it wasn't a discharging. It no, was no, no. I'm saying, I'm just saying it. I'm just saying hypothetically. Did you have good aim? I mean, you know, I could shoot a hoop. I could shoot basketballs pretty well. You know, what I'm no saying? bricks. Yeah, nah, but you know, and I was that right there just frustrated me to the point. And it was like an emotional decision. I was just like, fuck this shit because right. I was already sacrificing so much at a young age. And you seen your brother going through bullshit and the whole nine. You know what I'm saying? And right. It was like. I was sacrificing, you know, getting money to do something I believed in. And then they ended up, it was like no happy ending. They took my shit. I was back on the block. I started selling work again. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And was just like, I'm off. And I was like, like I had broken up with that dream. Mm. I was over that. And I wasn't with the back and forth relationships. Right. Because I gave it my all. didn't work at that time. And I was like, fuck it. That bitch don't love you. Period. And I ain't mad at it, but I ain't fucking with that bitch no more. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm back to what I know. Yeah. And um, I still had music on MySpace from that period when right. I was recording. MySpace rapper. Yeah, you know, and John Shapiro, who signed um, Sean Kingston to mm-hmm. Epic, um, he kept reaching out to me. Like, Nip, man, fuck with me, bro. You got it. Right. You know, I know rap, man. I'm a, I'm a New York nigga, but right. I know rap, man. You got it, Nip. This shit right here. This is just, official. This is legal right here. Me. Yeah, just work with me. I'm going to put you in the studio. I'm like, fuck that. I don't, can't no nigga put me in the studio. I put myself in the studio. <laughs> and I'm not doing that no more. Right. I already did that. Right. You know what I'm saying? You missed that. We That didn't work, bro. Uh-huh. And we just, he really begged me. And he set up studios, sessions I, you know, agreed to go to. And I, I didn't show up. Mm. And, um, you know, one day he had came to the West. And he um, he's like, come to the Beverly Center. I just want to holler at you and meet you, you know, personally. I went up there and talked to him. Because they, that was like, he got a movie opportunity. Right. You know, and it'll, it'll be a check. I'm like, all right, well, if it's some bread, I'll come holler. So I go talk to him, and he was just like, man, just give me a month. 
know what I'm saying? Just work with me for a month. I'll get you. I'll, I'll situate something for you. Mm. So we start recording, and he put an offer on the table. You know what I'm saying? And it was a, a situation that epic. And um, at first I was like, you know, I don't really want to go to a major label. I want to do my shit indie. But I had start to work again, start to record again. Right. And my niggas that was in the spot with me start like going to the studio with me, supporting it, recording so with me. So now you helping not just yourself, but in a sense you're in a circle. I mean, we all did music at one point. Right. We had a studio in our hood. Right. And then that got shut down. I bought my studio. That became the outlet for our area. Right. Then that got raided and we was all back on the block. And we all had a chip on our shoulder, and we was all aggressive with our hustle at that time, mm. and really was on some fucking shit. But then John Shapiro came through, and we was like, "What y'all think, niggas?" Like, man, let's fuck it, let's try it. Yeah. We started doing it, and um, you know, he was like, "I want you to meet with the people from Epic." You know, what I mean, they in L.A. Go to the Beverly Hills Hotel. So we go up there, and um, we meet with Brandon Creed, and I just kept it raw with him. Like, you know, I, my shit is about the culture of L.A., bro. Right. L.A. important to the world. You know what I'm saying? This culture is real. I'm rapping about gang banging. That's it. That's mm. my pitch. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Here's the records and, you know, holler back if y'all right. need to. Right, right. And I was like, we get it, man. Let's do it. Woo, like, you know, call up your lawyers. And they offered us a deal. In the same time, one of my homeboys, Lil Shady Blue, went to jail for some shit that we got accused of doing together. Mm. And they raided the spot and, uh, you know what I'm saying, took him, found the camera that had pictures of, of me on the camera mm. holding pistols and shit. And um, I went on the run because he was in jail for it already. Right. And I wanted to see what the outcome was going to be before I turned before, myself right, right, in. Right, right. And in the meantime, the deal was being negotiated now, is this, with my is lawyer. Is this driving you crazy, though? Because you at that you at that crossroad yeah. where both your worlds yeah. is now colliding. Like, what's going on through your mind, my dude? I was just smoking a lot of cigarettes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That was Newports? Definitely Newports. Newports. Black you know people love Newports. And that's, that, that just represents my... I was just... But at that point, I kind of was, was so used to, like, you know. The bullshit. The bullshit that it, it wasn't surprising. Right. But it was just like some more of this bullshit. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. I just wanted to get the check so I could pay my lawyer and give my, my homie mom a couple dollars. Right. At worst. Amazing, you, know right. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then look out for my nigga. And, um, you know, I had to hide out. I, 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 you know what I'm saying? I went on the run and I hid out at my homeboy, little G, I mean, Tiny G Bob house. And he let me stay there for some months, you know, rent free. He got a we got a wife that he was living with, and you know how it is when you stay in somebody's house and you ain't paying rent. And they wife is in there. And they girl in the house yeah. is usually funny. Yeah, they was one hundred about it. A word. They never tripped on mm. me. Never made me feel like I was imposing. That's amazing. Never made me feel the man cook for me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Go get weed for me. Mm. Let me bring my girl to the house. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And it would just never made me feel like I was imposing. Right. And um, you know. The, the the deal got ready. I flew to New York, signed the deal, went to Jamaica, came back to L.A. <laughs> on the run. Yeah. All this on the run. All this on the run. I was I got stopped at, uh, on the way back, and I'm thinking it was for the bullshit, but right. it was just, you know, random shit brought me to the back and let me go. So I'm like, all right, I ain't got a warrant. I'm good. When I came back from Jamaica, but um, the next day I was at my shop on Crenshaw Slauson, and um, we got police in our area called Crash Police. Right. And them is like the gang police that, right. like, they come through and get to know you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They come hop out, ask you questions, take your name, your address, your cell phone number, your social, when you ain't done nothing. Right. Just so they know everybody in the hood. They just cordial, yeah, cordially they get, putting they, you in the system. They get to know you. Right. So if it be like a nigga with a, 
with a Slauson boy on his right hand, yeah. they'd be like, oh, that's Nip. We know Nip, yeah. you know, or so on, like, you know, with a cut on his neck or with a, with a if you get a vague that's description. That's a little cut neck. They know who you are. Right. They get to know you. So, you know, one, two of them dudes pulled up um, in my shop, and every time they see me, I never run from them. A lot of the homies run from the police every time they see them. I don't never run. Uh-huh. That time I, like, I got spooked and kind of, right, like, right, slid right. into my into my into my my uh my store. Right. And I told the homie like lock the door. And he just sitting there looking dumbfounded, <laughs> watching the police walk up. I'm like, lock the we had a little buzz door. Right, right. I'm like, lock the door. Lock the door. And he just sitting there, he don't want to do nothing too fast in front of the police. Right, right, right. They walk right in, cuff me up. Mm-hmm. They thought I had a, a gun on me because like like I hid it on the shelf or something. Right. They check all the shelves, they don't find no gun. I'm like, why you run? Nip you don't never run. I'm like, man, I got some bullshit traffic warrants. I ain't feel like going to jail yeah. tonight. They run my name like, you ain't got no traffic warrants. Why'd you run? I'm like, you know, I don't know, bro. I thought yeah, I had traffic yeah, warrants. Yeah. I called down to the station. Like, we uh. got Nipsey. They're like, yeah, bring him in. And so right after I signed my deal, they took me to jail, held me with no bail. I had to fight my case. How long did this take, take place, man? You know, I ended up doing like 90 days. Mm. But, you know, for the first, I couldn't bail out so because right. I was on probation already. Right. And my homie had already took four years for, for the same um, case he was on with me. Right. But um, I paid my lawyer. I got like a high-powered Jewish lawyer. He came through and, um, you know, he got me a probation violation, a 90-day probation violation. I had done like 60 days already. So I had to do like 30 more days after my violation right. was up. So you ate that? Yeah, you know. But the whole time I was in there, I didn't know the outcome. Right. I know my boy just took four for the you same you case. You might could be looking at four or whatever. I, knew, I expected at least three because right. his joint suspension was for four years. Right, right. Mine was for three. So I'm expecting three. I'm like, I fuck my deal off. Right. At least I could, you know, look out for my nigga family. Right, right, like, right. I, like my plan was. But then I got out. So when I got out, I flew to New York and we did Bullets Thing on Names Volume Two. Mm. You know, we just went hard. Mm. We ain't writing none of that shit. I just went in the mm. booth and was just talking shit. Mm. We did hustle in the house. We did most of the records that I got known for mm. in New York, fresh out of the county jail. Mm. And you knew at this point you was done. You was out. Yeah, I, 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 I spent a lot of time with myself right. when I was in there. Like the first 18 days, I was in medical. And that's like a one-man cell. Right. And they don't bring you out because they, they got to like quarantine niggas and shit. Yeah. And so I was in there kind of like stressing. Like I just signed the deal, just came from Jamaica. It, it, now I'm sitting in my cell by myself uh, 24 hours a day. They don't need, you ain't got a phone in your cell. Uh, they, you do, only time you come out is a pill call. You know, so I was faking like I was sick so I could just come out and take a pill and mm. just breathe some air and shit. Mm, mm. And so I just was like, man, like I'm I'm tired of this shit, you know. I was young, but I was I felt like I was burnt you felt out. Like an old man, right? I was tired of that shit, yeah. you know, and I was just like I made a whole lot of promises like if I do get my shit straight again, I'm a, I'm a I'm a stand up to the moment, you know. And so then I got out and we did the first leg of, you know, what I got known for in the rap game. The right. bullets ain't got no names. Bullets. Hustle in the house. As a matter of fact, I was talking to Charlemagne today, man. He gave you a shout out in yeah. terms of that bullet shit. Yeah, yeah, that's the homie, man. Yeah. You know, but um that was that space and then, you know, I believed in it again when I got out. I got a lot of love. I got a lot of, you know, the the industry embraced me, right? across the board. And then the shit happened with Epic. Right. But at that point, I, I, had, I had learned to just, like, keep you, going. You've been through the sh- You've been through the fire. I've been through what I felt was the worst already. Right, right. So I was like, shit, you know, I could still make music. I still get money. Right. I still got fans. I could drop my own shit. Right, right. I always wanted to be indie anyway. Right. So this might just be so poetic So Epic put justice. the battery in your back in a sense, too. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so um, once the, once the point came when it was like the point of no return, we knew we couldn't move no further. I was like, man, look, don't hold me up. Let me go. Yeah, that was like, man, cool. Right. Sent the paperwork to my lawyer and, it got, and gave me my release. 
You know what I'm saying? And since then, the marathon came out on December 21st, 2010. That was the release date we was promoting for my album. So I dropped my music the same day that I was planning on dropping the album in 2010. Right. And um, we just been pushing independence since, you know. Nah, and it's been working, man. Absolutely. Listen, man, I could talk to you. Yeah. All night. I could really talk to y'all. All yeah, my night. bad for being long. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, yeah. my bad for being, for keeping y'all here. Nah, it's good. And, you know, I, I want to wrap this up because, because, yeah. like I said, man, we could go all night, man. But um, I gotta commend you. That's what's on the, the last time you got arrested, man. Yeah. You were standing up for Trayvon Martin. Well, that's what they, that was the headline. I'm not going to take false credit. Right. Okay. You know, this is what really happened. I was driving down Crenshaw. I, I got no tent on my car. Mm-hmm. Crenshaw is a street that runs through four or five different neighborhoods. Right. So, you know, I, I got to, you know, the, the, the Bloods, the BPS, it's like the jungles. And a lot of niggas over there got a lot of love for me. Mm-hmm. But somebody threw a bottle on my car. Mm. And I, off instinct, I just hopped out. You know, I had a blade on me. Mm. And I just walked up to the group, like, which one of you niggas threw that bottle? And niggas was like, they seen my blade on me and shit. I'm like, I ain't set tripping on none of you niggas. I ain't right. over here on that. Who threw that bottle, though? Right. They're like, man, there's kids out here. There's women out here. But it was a helicopter up because of the Trayvon Martin rally. Mm. It was it was like a heavy police presence. Right. And uh, the helicopter seen me with something in my hand uh. and thought it was a gun. Uh. And so um, everybody was just sitting around. Nobody, nobody wanted to own up to it. So I'm like, y'all niggas gay. Hop back to my car, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and drove down, drove down King. Right. And when I looked in my rear view, I'm like, whoa, it's like 50 police behind me, the helicopter chasing me. I'm like, what the fuck? I pull over. I'm right. like, I know I ain't really committing no crime. Right. I hopped out with a knife. That's not really a crime, you know, but I'm like. It's, cool. a, little, it's a little crime. What's the it's crime? A, I mean, Attempted you know, what? <laughs> Attempted nothing. I ain't swinging nobody. <laughs> I just had my knife in my hand because it was deep, you know. Right, right. But. They pulled me out the car. Oh, the helicopter said they seen you with a gun. Oh, okay. Cool. Search okay. my shit. Right, right. I don't got no gun on me. And I was that. You know what I'm saying? But then, you know, people like, that's Nipsey. Leave him alone. You he know, here for Trayvon. All that. And they were <laughs> with that shit. You know what I'm saying? And I wasn't going to. I ain't like TMZ asked to make a statement. Right. And I thought about it. Like, I'm not going to tell what really happened on TMZ. <laughs> and I'm not going to just lie. Act right. like I was out here rapping for Trayvon. Right. Even though I believed in right, it. Of course. I wasn't. So that would have been some fraud shit for me right. to run with the publicity. So I was just like, I'm going to be cool about that. And not say nothing. All right, man. Yo. Yeah. I mean, yo. What what else y'all want to talk about? I mean, y'all, I mean, y'all have been great guests. Thank you. And y'all, I, I just love the momentum, man. Like I said, like I could talk to y'all for hours. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to keep y'all here, but like, do y- y'all have any announcements, anything that y'all want to put out there? Um, Other than, you know, we're we going to continue to support Crenshaw. Mm-hmm. You know, me and KC got a lot of big things we're doing together. Nice. And um, Victory Lab going to be the album in 2014. You putting a book out with that? Damn, you got the scope. Yeah, how you know that? Come on, man. Yeah, my niggas on deck. You, you put a book out with that? Yeah, I am. I wrote a book called The Marathon. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's like three different textures to the book. It's like 16 stories and essays. That, not stories, but like like what we just talked about. Right. Like 16 different topics that I touch on about my marathon. Right. My life story. And and, and the price point on this, because I know you're not putting a book out and a CD <laughs> for just $100. I know you upping up the ante. Yeah, it's going to be under the Proud to Pay campaign. Okay. It's going to be the second installment of that. And um, in it, you're going to get the Marathon 1. Okay. The Marathon continues and Victory Lap with the book. And uh, we're going to announce the price, you know what I mean, okay. at, at a later date. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so save your money, fans, right? Yeah, man. But then you can get the music free or course, on iTunes, course, course. too. Like, I'm going to still give people options. Yeah. It'll just be for the for the people that want a piece of that history. Right. You're really changing the game, huh? Yeah, he is. Y'all are really changing the he game. It's, it's amazing to hear this, man. He is. Like, y'all just inspired me. 
That's what's like, up. Like, really, thank you. Thank that's you. the best yes. compliment I could get. I tell people that a lot, man. Like, when somebody say I inspire them, that's what's up. When you I get, appreciate when you, If you ever get tired of rapping, man, you might become, like, an inspirational uh, speaker, man. Most definitely, I see man. you going, to all, you know, every place, man. That's what's talking up, Talking to these kids and these grown-ass men and yeah. giving them some hope, man, giving them some life. That's big, man. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm for that. I'm, I'm up for that, for sure. Definitely. Well, thank you, Karen Civil. Thank you, Nipsey Hussle. Thank like you. Like I said, anytime, you know, I've been trying yes. to get Karen on the show for a while now, so this I is... Know. I, I wanted to come. I wanted to come towards, like, because I'm releasing a book uh, in 2014. Okay. Uh, through uh, through Birdman. Okay. So I wanted to come. I heard that, that publishing time. company is doing very well. Yeah. So this is going to be um, Live Civil 101 Positive Affirmations. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's basically about affirmations that help me through my everyday living and to, you know, just, just bring it out there for young women in, in, in different paths in their life or different things they want to do. Just something to help them along. That's nice. Well, when yes. you, when you when that comes out, yes. you know where to go. Yes. Listen, Internet, you tune into the Combat Jack Show, the combatjackshow.com. Yeah. Go to the midroll.com slash survey slash Jack. Fill out that survey. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to keep you all anymore. You know what it is. Live those, uh, dream those dreams and man up and live those dreams because a life without dreams is black or white and the universe flows in technicolor and surround sound. Blah. Blah. Like that. Nice. F your radio. Fuck with that.